everyone, and welcome to the Internet's Breadth. I'm Jonathan, and I welcome you to come along my journey to interview the people of the Internet, asking them questions I have in front of me. Today, we have Michael with us. Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing pretty well. How was your day? What did you do today? What was exciting? Mildly uh, productive. I actually got my truck inspected. Ooh. So that's a good thing. Um, and just work, just nonsensical work. You know, I got to be honest, I was very productive today, too. Uh, you know, recording a couple podcasts, recording a lot of videos. I made a terrarium, uh, which is currently dying, but I have it. That so was that's quick. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's just say I've never made a terrarium before, so I'm... I'm it's a learning I, process. Yeah, and I refuse to work, like look at many YouTube videos, because that's not how I like doing things. So... I'm making a green thumb, but starting with the color red. Let, let's put it that way. Are you sure it's not starting with the color brown? Since things are dying. Yeah. Oh, that's better. But I was going <laughs> for like more color scale. Fair enough. Because brown's close enough to green. And I'm colorblind, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> All right. So, you know, it's coming. What is your favorite pizza topping? Uh, that's, that's a trick question because it really depends on my mood. Um, there are times where I'm feeling quite blasphemous and I will happily put ham and pineapple on my pizza. Okay. Um, and after working in a pizzeria for a number of years and, and all that other fun stuff, um, sometimes I just like to go basics with just pepperoni. So what are you, what are you feeling right now? Like if I were to take you out for pizza. I think right now it would be, would be a nice pepperoni pie day. Just a pepperoni. You know, I I would enjoy ham. I think I would. I still haven't tried the corn. Don't worry. I'm getting around to it. But <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah, the corn. Two. I think two of them liked corn, and then one of them, pineapple, pepperoni. Uh, I think I said mine was, like, probably basic five cheese. But I'm not, like, I'm not anti-pineapple. Uh, I'm not anti-corn. But like of all the things I've ever put on pizza, I've never even thought putting corn on my pizza. I it has to be a them thing because I've never, ever heard ever. Yeah, it's so I don't want to say weird, but it's weird. (laughs) There's a ham and pineapple. And I don't think people understand is there's this a great, amazing balance between the the sweet and savory that you have with with that and I, and I think that's why people don't understand the, the attraction to to ham and pineapple and pizza is it just it adds just this great flavor mm. I see I love pineapple as a fruit it's a fruit so right? do I. I yes I, okay as far as I know it is I love I like I love pineapple but I understand that you can't have too much of it and so because of that I never have it around <laughs> Which makes no sense. It's like if I if I can't have all of it, I don't want any of it, right? But it's one of my oh, favorite so you, fruit. You're an absolutist. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> In terms of pineapple, yes. But like you know, I walk by like D- Dylan's and look like they have those pineapple, mango, and watermelon combinations. Talk about like the worst combinations for your like dietary. Like that's not you're not gonna feel too great afterwards but like well blended together or like grown no. together uh or no just flavors really, together 
they're just set, like they they cut them into cubes, and then it's like uh, it's like a fruit tray, oh, but okay. with but with melons, different yeah. types of melons. Melons plus, are good. Plus I love pineapple. all kinds of melons. I think pineapple. I don't think falls into the melon spectrum. It doesn't. So that's why I said plus pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say, if you have like a good watermelon. Like, that would be my favorite. But if I had to go for, like, reliability, I would go with, um, what, uh, orangutan? No. Cantaloupe. There we go. <laughs> cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. Uh, cantaloupe, again, I think with all the melons, you have to get them at the right time. Because oh, yeah. a good honeydew can can make, make a nice meal on a hot day. You know... We just need like to make a giant greenhouse. Let's make one state a greenhouse. And well, I'm in Jersey, and we are supposed to be the garden state, so I'm I'm happy with 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 starting it here. Can you grow things like year round though? Reliably? Uh, if I have something indoors, I'm sure I could. Yeah, see that's what I'm talking about. Like what if we make like a biodome for like specific fruit? Like that would throw well, costs. We have Polo Shore running it though. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I just need to make myself a greenhouse and be selfish. There you go. There we go. <laughs> Keep all, right. all your harvest to yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, no, mine, mine. I would grow the best pineapples. Wait, where do pine is pineapples a tree plant? Isn't it? Snackable. Yeah. That would be a oh, I hate the humidity. I would hate that greenhouse. Well, you have more than one. I mean, you can have one to all your tropical fruits and one with all your subtropical fruits and another one with bogs for your berries and cranberries and blueberries and stuff. What about dragon fruit? Is that tropical? I think that does qualify as a tropical. I want to try some dragon fruit. I haven't tried any yet. I've tried the dragon fruit flavor, like yeah. bits well, that were yeah, put yeah. into a drink, but I haven't actually just you know bit into a dragon fruit. I'm not even sure if that's possible. Yeah, is it like something you bite into, or do you have to like, like an orange? You gotta it. peel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is very interesting. Now I, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I might as well. I need like a a pad somewhere so I can start writing down like uh, suggestions from the podcast. Uh, number one, corn on pizza. Uh, two, greenhouse. All right, there we go. Done. <laughs> Consider it done. Um. All right, breaking into the. Tomorrow. Go ahead. Said breaking ground tomorrow. <sighs> on the greenhouses. Soon, yeah, soon. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll get through like education first, and then when I become a, a a rich content creator, and then and then I'll invite you over and give me some like uh, tips from your state. Okay. And I'll, we'll make a greenhouse. I'll come with an almanac. This is coming full circle. I'm going to create a separate, okay, Internet's Breadth YouTube channel where I reinvite everybody and use their specialty to increase my uh, house potential. There we go. So I'm going to bring you over for the greenhouse. I'm going to bring, um, I forget his name, but he, he worked with a lot of audio technical stuff. I'm going to bring him over to, like, set up my YouTube setup, right? I'm going to bring uh, someone else over to write me a book. We got two book writers, three, three book writers. 
This is coming full circle. Thank you. You're giving me more content for the future. But I'm don't happy worry. to be a service. <laughs> don't worry. I'm not going to accredit anything to you. But if anyone's listening to this, that's what that's what that's from. Here we go. <laughs> All right, we've come full circle. <laughs> my content is feeding my content. And then that... Is not the way it's supposed to go? Yeah. And, and then from there, I'm going to figure out a way to feed more content. It's going to be a production pipeline. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right, into the hard questions. Let's go. What would your ideal life look like? Interesting. Um, I'd want to be wealthy enough that I don't have to stress over bills. Mm-hmm. In a house that is big enough to where I don't want to strangle my kids every day. Okay. But not too big that's a pain in the ass to clean. I mm-hmm. uh, probably be coaching all year round. What do you coach? Uh, I coach middle school wrestling and youth ice hockey. Ooh, I did a little bit of wrestling. My To me, hockey and, and wrestling are, are the best sports. Obviously, I'm biased, but... Um, so... <laughs> Heavyweight. All right. You know what that word means. Yep. Uh, basically, two, uh, for the viewers at home, a pushing contest between people who are very heavy. That's literally all it is. Because first guy down, most likely he's out. Um, That's changing, though. And it definitely changes up in, in the collegiate levels. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But middle school? But, but middle school, yeah, it, it's typically the, the two biggest kids to come out for the team and... Whichever one is able to get his kind of half toss headlock in and fall over mm-hmm. is going to win. So, I, um, if I was in your team, I would be the exception to that rule until <laughs> I was wrestling at state tournament. I, I won, I won, I won. And then I go up against a guy who didn't play all season except one match. Because he was qualify. because he was too heavy for all his other matches. Uh oh, two sixty I think he was like two seventy, and he finally got down to two sixty five for heavyweight for middle school. And he and I went at it. It was third round in. And he um I, I mean we were both we're I mean our big bodies were burning so much energy. <laughs> Just trying to outmaneuver the other. Right. And um, he got on top of me. And normally I can get him up. Like, I can literally lift him and just move him over. Right. So it wouldn't have been a problem, except my ankle was not where it, w- it needed to be. And when he slammed down into me, it oh. twisted my ankle. And the moment that happened, I was like, no, I'm done. I can't. I, I can't do that. Like, literally, it twisted my ankle. Uh, we had to put it into a, a temporary uh, cast thingy. And I was out the rest of the tournament. Um, but, yeah. But his coach from another school, who happened to be one of my teachers, which was weird, he traveled a lot, came up to me and he was like, dude, you just gave him the workout of his life. Nobody else has done that. If you didn't have that twisted ankle. And I was like, I know, but 
Stupid ankle. If I had a twisted ankle, I would have won. Yeah. I had a, a kid a few years ago. He um, believed his parents are from Belarus. Mm-hmm. And he was a little bigger than I was as an eighth grader, a little heavier than me. Mm-hmm. And his hands were like twice the size of mine. His, his father's that typical Eastern European block, big barrel chested, bald, happy go lucky, smile from ear to ear kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and he explained why this kid was so disgustingly strong. He literally just threw his opponents around him when he actually had a match. And then we got to the, uh, the county finals. And we were, our team was kind of sitting next to the team of the kid he was going against. And I could hear them for about the hour or so in between matches, kind of just hyping this kid up. Oh, you got him. He's got no moves. You just got to get him, get him down. You got him. Mm-hmm. And he was, went into that match so hyped up. He was so full of energy. And they shake hands. Whistle blows, they start circling each other, and the kid from my team just reaches out and grabs the kid's wrists. And the kid gave two quick jerks to try and get away, and just his eyes grew ten sizes. The color in his face drained, and it was just that, oh, shit. <laughs> and it was, it, it, I think, another 35 seconds later, and, and the match was over. But the kid was just a bear. <clears throat> Yeah, you, it's so, so, um, I wasn't like, you know, uh, great. It was just, I had a lot of muscle. I had a lot of strength and I had a little bit of strat enough strategy where at the middle school level that it wasn't really a competition. Right. And you have no idea how incredibly satisfying it is when your only partner is the head coach and he's <laughs> 50 pounds less than you. And he's 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 skin and bones like he has muscle, but he's basically he's just lanky. And it would be like five, six minutes in before one of us finally could get the advantage over the other because he had like all the strategy, like he was pulling out moves he's never taught us. Yeah, so I was like, it was all technique for him. Yeah, yeah. And so you have no idea how incredibly satisfying it is to be like, yeah, well, I lasted six, six uh, minutes with the coach, right? Because <laughs> um, I, I was big enough where nobody on our team, uh, once you got me down on the ground, there was no way you were flipping me over uh, onto my back. No way. Because I was too heavy. I had too wide, too much wide of a base. Yeah. Um, and that's where... for Roman Greco, or Greco-Roman, rather. And his technique, you know, and he was uh, like a foot taller than me. So he had a, the, I mean, head coach. I mean, I wasn't it expecting leveraged. to win at all. Uh, Skills and leverage. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, but yeah, nobody could flip me over. I, I would just like sit there and turtle. I'll be like, what, what are you going to do? Nothing. Did you guys do like King of the Hill? Start with the low the low weights and have them like battle each other and going up and waiting up and up until they get to the top. We didn't, but we we played soccer. Um, soccer and wrestling. Soccer like uh like it's like a crawling version. It's like a it's a mix between soccer and football uh and wrestling. And Sounds so like our chest. they would just hand me the the ball and be like, "All right, go through them." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> go." <laughs> We have uh we we did a game called chess where I'd pick 
one kid from each side, just put the, the team up into two separate teams. They'd start on the edge of each mat, each end of the mat. And they'd have to, I would just watch and see who got pinned and, and who got kicked out once who I, only I knew who was the king on either side. Once one of those uh, got pinned or kicked out for whatever reason, mm-hmm. we'd start over again. <clears throat> and they, they love that. They used to always, you'd see all these like five, seven little lightweights that maybe weigh 80, 70 pounds a piece going after the you know, 180, 200 pound <laughs> kid trying to get them over. It's just a bunch of gremlins on a, on a giant. It, super comical to watch. Reminds me of like chicken in, uh, mm-hmm. in the pool where you got the, the little kids standing on top of the, or like sitting on the big guy's shoulders. Well, I jousted too with the kids. I have, I'd separate them into four into two groups, the heavyweights and the lightweights. And then the lightweight would be basically the night on the back of the, the heavyweight. And they have to mm-hmm. try and knock the other player or the wrestler off the back of the other guy without touching the mat at all. That was always fun. Kids love that one. Yeah, if I if I didn't move and that ankle, man, I'd I'd still be wrestling today. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I I can like say like you know if I didn't move, I, I would have stayed with like choir band and I was gonna do orchestra as well all at the same time. Like I was like music man two point uh, yeah, I, I have zero musicianship. I've tried to play drums, <laughs> piano, guitar, the violin, uh, so many different instruments. I just, I, I have no grasp of musicianship. I, I appreciate it and I absolutely love music mm. of all genres, um, but I can't play for shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I think Go ahead. to add on to, uh, to, to my happy life, I, I would have to have a, an ice skating rink either on my property or nearby. Uh, that, that would be fun. And then it's really, a really good kitchen where I can cook. So I love cooking. I would say for an ideal life for me is what I'm doing today, just financially viable. Um, you know, running mini channels, uh, currently in the process of making a video game will come out before the summer ends. Um, What's you know, called? Uh, it's going to be called Escape Yourself. It is a choose-your-own-adventure, um, kind of like the butterfly effect, but not to the big extent that the butterfly effect usually affects, um, where the idea is is that you are, uh, without giving away the major plot line, um, you're trapped, and you have to escape yourself. Um Yeah, I, that's all I can say without giving anything away. It sounds so, very metaphorical. It's so packed with details and depth and design that it's like if I start, like it's like pulling a thread. If I start the whole yeah, thing, the whole thing is going to come through. And so well, I, will, I will definitely keep an eye out for it. Yeah, escape yourself. Well, hey, if you want to, it will probably be up on Steam. Um, most likely. So, you know, if you want a free pass, just let me know and I'll, I can send one to you. Um, Definitely. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so the hoping. I love, I love those kinds of games. Uh, yeah. I, I, have, I have a book um, of like video game ideas. 
And uh, my roommate in college talked to him and he was like, yeah, I'm studying to be a game designer. Um, and I was like, that's cool. What are you good at video game designing? And he's like, well, coding and, uh, you know, that type of stuff. I was like, great. That's what I'm terrible at. Uh, are you are you good at like, you know, overarching idea, story, depth? And he's like, no, I'm terrible at that. I was like, hey, that's what I'm good at. So then let's collaborate. Yeah, like the, like kind of like it took no effort. I was like, hey, you want to finish my project? Because by at this point that by the time I was talking to him, it was going to be a cinema uh, uh, on YouTube uh, video. And like, I think the longest storyline took like an hour of views. Um, but then every time you go through it, it's a different story. Right. So you can play it over and over again up to 32 times before you get everything. And that's that's pretty awesome. It is. And so at this point, you know, uh, my writer, uh, very helpful. And I were talking, we're like, all right, we're ready to get the, the recording started. And then I talked to him and I was like, well, what if we made this into a video game instead? Because it would be perfect. We just need to change like two details. Right. And so now we did it. And so now we're uh, currently creating the world and codings for this is pretty simple. So, yeah. That's spectacular. I applaud you. Thank you. I know what it. I know what it takes to, to kind of take an idea and, and flesh it out. There's a friend of mine, um, far better screenwriter than I am. Um, I, I more dabble at it, but he's a phenomenal, I mean, he is phenomenal in every aspect of art that he tries and whether it's painting, music, directing, mm. uh, cinematography, he's, he's just an uber talented guy. Uh, mm. and I was lucky enough that he asked me to help him produce a few things. Oh, wow. We've been fortunate enough that we've won, um, some awards at some of film festivals and things like that. And we're, we're currently working on a few projects, a feature, um, and a couple other ideas for shows for a up and coming, um, we'll call it platform or, or TV channel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, group the the guys that are running it are looking for content, and we're we're pitching a couple ideas that really expand off of one of our ideas. So it's been a little crazy and, and trying to get all those you know nuts back in the bag and and get them lined up so we can make a strong pitch. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely understand what it is to to have an idea grow from uh, just that the idea to the to fleshing it out and really getting all the the bases covered and then releasing it. And hopefully, you have more success than we've had, which is it's good success. We're we're happy with it, um, but we would definitely love to get some more exposure and, and be able to expand a lot more on what we've been able to do. So mm-hmm. I, I hope that you have uh, a lot of success with this game. It sounds fun. It, it, I'm I'm a huge fan of the strategy games. I, I'm not mm-hmm. a real big thing of like my favorite game of all time is the original Final Fantasy. I love it so much that I still play it on my phone, even though I beat it like 16 times. <laughs> yeah, uh, five months of work so far, um, and you know, two more months planned. Uh, it's definitely a big thing, and so yeah, my my ideal life is literally what I'm doing right now. But you know, uh, some sort of income coming from it, because uh, yeah. then you know I, I can keep doing what I love. And you know, to me, I, I've 
if you take the amount of time I put in today and said this was working hours, it would be well over 10 hours already okay. of me working on this stuff. But to me, it's not, it doesn't feel like work. It never has. And so, you know. That's the old adage of, you know, if, if you find something you really enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, making a couple YouTube videos. <laughs> that's me literally playing games and talking to people. <laughs> Sign me up for that. And like making yeah. a podcast, I get to express my uh, thoughts and talk to people that are very interesting to talk to. I mean, that none of this feels like uh, I have to I have to work and, you know, do this. It's all just been something I've passively done. And that mixed in with like my background of um, I don't I have not reached the amount of chaos that I have not been able to handle yet. Whereas today I've recorded, I think, five different things. Uh, all of them are edited, published, uploaded, um, you know, uh, uh, planning out for like the next three months. And that's crazy productive. <laughs> and but to me, it doesn't feel like I've been productive. Right. Like I know I've done all this stuff. But to me, it's just like, all right, this is what I'm doing now. All right. This is what I'm doing. Oh, that's done. All right. You know, and so well, that's what a lot of things are, is you don't realize you know, how far you've gone until somebody else points out and goes, hey, yep. you've gone real far. And I know I haven't. Well, yeah, you have. I mean, look at all the stuff you got done. Oh, wow. I guess I kind of did. Yeah. And like learning French, playing or uh, trying to play 10 different instruments. And, you know, for me, I'm I'm living the ideal life. You know, little money would be nice. but <laughs> I'm working on that part. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I said, it's. I would be happier if I was a little more financially stable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a lot of people, and everybody has their struggles. So I just do the best I can and try and have a smile on my face at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, a uh, lot of lot of things in the word work. Just gotta be patient, stay with the grind. You know. Agreed. Never give up. Keep working. Um. What is your idea of the perfect day? Uh, again, depends on the mood. Um, <laughs> a, a perfect day would, uh, would include a nice breakfast, preferably served to me, which never happens. I'm usually the one doing the serving. Um, it's just a nice, relaxing day of, of whatever the day brings, you know, no big plans and just kind of strolling along and see what pops up mm-hmm. and then go into, you know, retiring to bed with a smile on my face, I guess. I'm sure I can go far deeper, but on the spot, that's the best I can come up with at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think perfect day was like, it's definitely complicated of a, of a question that I, I would say, you know, I want it to feel fulfilling, but then that's different for everybody. Um, I think perfect day would just be a perfect men- mix of like a chaotic good and chaotic neutral, uh, you know, D&D references and like just um, they're not a down moment, like yeah. not, a, not a time where I sit down and I'm like, all right. Uh, what's uh, what 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 to do? Um, Perpetual positivity and motion. Mm-hmm. And, and so, 
yeah, it, it, very simple. Uh, try to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, fun times with my family. As long as everybody's happy, then then we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of D and D, do you play? I am um, not as much as I want to. I so 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 badly, so badly want <laughs> to have a D and D um group that would be open to recording and uh do do you know tabletop simulator i do i think that is such an untapped market for D video that is not that terribly different i would well uh, major aspects like virtual versus in person um but like tabletop simulator first of all is an amazing game um and the 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 amount of assets it has for D, free assets might i add for D, is so like and i so badly want to get a group together and just like record it on tabletop simulator um but every group it, it there's always been like a problem where i couldn't do it um right. you know like out of my hands like you know i can only be the driving force of something for so long um before you know i i can't um i can't i can't make the game and play the game for everybody right right and so i i haven't had the opportunity but you know i i know quite a bit about D, like uh college humor um their D groups i watch them i i haven't watched um what's the big one yeah I haven't watched Critical Role. That is way too much time. Um, like two yeah, hours an episode and 400 episodes. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, no. They're, they're more like three to four hour episodes. Don't I make mean. it worse. <laughs> <laughs> but so there's a lot of groups that I've seen and a lot of podcasts and, and things like that where people are, are capturing their, their sessions and, and putting them out for people to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's exploded over the last few years least to my attention. Um, mm-hmm. If you would have told me that in 30 years, I could go from playing D&D with a group of friends and we had to be at the same table to being able to play D&D with a group of friends while they're in the comfort of their own homes over mm-hmm. the computer and all that, I would have, I would have just laughed and said, no, that's, that's, there's, there's no way. You, you can't do it. And it's not going to be the same thing. Um, I, I recently kind of picked back up playing D and D. I absolutely love it. A lot of it goes to critical role because of, of what they did with it. Now, granted, they're very unique because you know, you've got this phenomenal DM and Matt Mercer who yeah. not only is insanely creative, but he's also a very talented voice actor. So it's truly like every character, every NPC is truly unique. Yeah. Um, and then it, it, some people kind of get turned off. Oh, I can't do that because everybody's always a character when they're, when they're there. Yeah. Um, but I am definitely a game. I would love to get into a, a into a group and just get together and, and play and have fun. That's you know the whole, whole point of D and D is just to to have fun as a group of people. Yeah. If it if if it's fun for you, fun for you. and like everyone's emitting the the energy it's it's so easy content and it's not that i haven't 
like I I know it so easily could create a podcast of it. So like I could pick up any group or uh, I can join groups and just make a podcast out of it pretty easily. But I think the the amount of potential for Tabletop Simulator is great visually and easy to produce that I don't I think I've tried looking I haven't found a real big tabletop simulator one and I think that's such a unique thing that first of all more a lot more people should pay attention to um and so like it, it's not that I haven't had the opportunity to do a D&D one it's that I haven't had the opportunity to find a tabletop simulator D&D one and right. that's that's what I'm like I'm just waiting for like somebody to pop a gold chest right in front of me because I'm so I'm I'm so ready to go. Like I have 50 million projects and I will slow them all down by one percent to put a thousand percent into this. Right. <laughs> well, if you get that going, um, definitely reach out to me. I would definitely be game for I, that game. Don't don't get me going. I. <laughs> I'm gonna stay up for the next five hours researching this now. Trust me, I'm 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 like you in a lot of ways. It seems where I, I can't stop moving. Like my brain is perpetually moving. Whether I'm trying to learn something new, create something new, you know, work on things that I've been creating. Um, having the ADHD that I have is is sometimes a blessing and sometimes it's a curse. Mm-hmm. Having three, four five screens in front of me. I have two laptops running at the exact same time, a huge monitor. Like I got a camera in my face. I got my phone down here at like, no, I, I know I, I got like a notepad. I have different colored pens. Um, I don't think I'm diagnosed ADHD, but I might want to look into that. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm sure there's an online test for it. <clears throat> it's, I, well, okay. No, I, I got to focus. I was about to Google it and just take a test. <laughs> on track just on track next as, question as much as i possibly can next topic oh boy no, okay now i'm i'm gonna keep referring to that for the rest of the time i just wanted you to know that um what it, okay here's a here's a change of pace um what is the most difficult thing you've ever done if you want uh, me to answer first i can well, it, again, it's it's it depends on perspective. Um, mm-hmm. Well, your perspective, obviously, this is about you, right? Um, so I've I've been in EMS since I was fifteen. So for almost the last thirty years, I've been riding on an ambulance. So I've I've seen a lot of things. Um, I think one of the most difficult things I've had to deal with in process was the girl that I was dating at the time um, on her way to see me while I was at work. And the last thing I said to her on the phone was, don't walk, I'll give you a ride. And I went out for delivery. I came back, was going to the bathroom and I heard somebody come in screaming and I immediately recognized it as her friend's voice. And all she said was, oh my God, she's in the road. Um, which I immediately fled the bathroom, blew out the front doors of the uh, pizza place and found her in the middle of the road. She'd been hit by a car. Uh, She was still breathing when I got to her. Um, Did everything we could, but 
pretty sure she died in my hands that night. That was, uh, that, that I think is definitely one of the top two things that I've had, uh, hardest things to deal with. That was 26 years ago, February. Wow. I, uh, <laughs> completely I, changed the mood on that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this is one of the things that I'm grateful I'm younger. Um, that, you know, because eventually in time, when you're older, like, it's easier to choose those things out. Because uh, yeah. you have more time for bad things to happen, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, about, like, I don't know, uh, 14 years old. Um... I had a friendship and relationship with two people. Uh, it was kind of like a, a trinity, I suppose I would say. Um, anyway, one started cutting themselves, and so the other started cutting themselves. And it, the worst thing to do is get a, like a group of depressed people together uh, because they'll just chaotically descend into, into worse. Yes. Right. Um, uh, they they feed each other on their depression, uh, and right. it, it just it is a terrible situation. Um. Anyway, so me being the, the fourteen year old, I was I was like, well, what am I? I don't know what to do. So, called the cops. Um. One of them was my girlfriend. Uh. Called the cops, and uh, one was actually cutting themselves. They were sent to a mental institute. The other uh, wasn't. They were just talking. Um, right. Anyway, year later, the the woman man comes back, uh, and they're like, "Well, we never broke up." Uh, but at this point, they had been using their arm as a cutting board. I would say, right? Um, terrible. Like, like I sometimes I wonder, <laughs> I wonder why I don't remember like any part of my childhood really. Uh, <laughs> like, if I'm getting the highlights, this is bad. Um, right. But yeah, the the mo probably you know and younger it's not, but probably the most difficult was making the decision to, you know, um, call the cops because then like I knew I, I had a big guess because I knew. It, it would reveal a lot of things to her family and stuff like that. And, and you know, a chaotic mess. And that's what it turned out to be. Um, but but right, you'd hope that, that that was the right thing to do because yeah. they were hurting themselves. Yeah. Today, I don't tolerate like an inch of that. Um, mm -hmm. Like immediately. And luckily, I have a friend that does this as well. Um like, if anybody that I know personally, you know, being online in, like, online communities, it's kind of, you can't do this. But anybody says anything like that, immediately call, I, I go to a, a, an authority of some kind. Um, right. Because in in the position of content creators, if, if you're listening to this um, and you want to understand a little bit about content creators, they get so many messages 
a day. One of my friends, content creator friends, streamer friends, gets so many, like, I think it's like 50 messages plus an hour, an hour alone, right? And I understand the idea of, you're, you know, talking on Twitch, um, like, oh, this person responded to me. Well, now let me DM them on Discord. And that's, yeah, okay. But when you, when you start, like, talking depressed, and when you start um, saying, like, I'm so depressed, I'm going to kill myself, that is such an emotional toll on the streamer, on the content creator. And it happens so, so, so often. Like, I would, dip, I would bet $50 right now that it's happened within the last hour just to my friend. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I, I've encountered that recently. Um, and it, it's such, you know, I understand the idea of you want to talk to somebody, but there are professionals. Um, right. So there's my PSA. Uh, <laughs> streamers deal with that a lot. And uh, we're actually he with other people are in the um, are creating a resource, a personalized resource. Um, with several uh, youth pastors, though it's not necessarily entirely religious, um, for things like that, which is, uh, I'm extremely grateful because I know once they make it, I'm going to be like, hey, can I send people your way? Uh, Because that's what the the resource is for streamers to send people to this resource to professionals. And that's kind of, it's kind of a kind of a shitty thing to do to to somebody who's you know they're, they're just there they're trying to entertain people and whether there's any validity validity to it or not to kind of throw that on top of what they're trying to do it, it's mm-hmm. it's distracting and, and and if you're if you're struggling with things you definitely need to talk to somebody and mm-hmm. and finding the resources sometimes might be a little harder especially you know people are I think there's still a really big stigma with mental health and, and that's something that we need to dramatically address on a number of levels. Um, mm-hmm. But to kind of rain on somebody else's parade just because what's worse is when they're, when it's not really a cry for help, when it's not anything other than just an attention grabber. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have somebody that, that's truly in a dark place and they don't know what else to do and, and you reach out to them to be able to offer them some sort of resource to say, Hey, go talk to these people. They're, you know, they're able to help you mm-hmm. better than I can. Um, I, I think that's commendable for you guys for the, for community creators to do something like that is, is, is spectacular. Yeah. It, you know, I don't, um, don't judge a book by its cover. You know, sometimes it, it is a hundred percent an attention grabber. Um, and, Luckily, we, we, between our communities, talk a lot with, you know, the head streamers. And uh, d- depression's a serious thing. So I, I laugh at the people that make fun of it or, like, use it to their advantage. Because we see, because right. when I be like, well, hey, go, uh, here, here's the hotline, here's a few resources. Um, I, I, have, I, have, I have a zero tolerance so for like people that um, are faking it, zero tolerance. I have 
I'm never going to blow somebody away. I'm never going to assume they're faking it. But zero tolerance for that. So I'll send them, you know, hey, this is, you know, here's a few resources. I'm not a professional. Um, And then they'll go to the other streamer and the story will change. Like we talk about these things because, you know, if we don't, if we don't, we're going to go insane. Right. Um, Because that that is an emotional toll for us. And and so we'll we'll talk to each other about some of these situations. And, you know, you you can track them, go through all of our communities because we're very tight knit. Um, And then, you know, we typically, you know, try to take some sort of ghost action, I would say. Um, Never really confronting it at the head. But, you know, it such difficult situation and you know it's it's a real thing and yeah so if you're listening to this this is not to, to, to put you down it like there's help there's resources uh i'll put it uh, a link in the description um yeah back to the back to the thing uh, i'm trying to figure out where we split from where's the tva when you need it um i made a really hard turn with your with your last question so i apologize yeah, yeah. for that no 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 that's completely <laughs> fine uh it's completely fine and you know uh I, I wouldn't have asked a question like if i if i didn't want if i didn't mind an answer like that i wouldn't ask the question so no worries Fair um uh, what um, what scares you most about your future? <laughs> uh, the unknown of what the world is going to be like for my kids in the next 10 years or so. Mm. I have two kids that are teenagers and just knowing how much the world has changed in so many ways um, mm. since I was their age. I mean, I didn't grow up with a computer in my house. I didn't grow up with, you know, a couple of different game consoles. I didn't grow up with a cell phone. Um, didn't grow up through a pandemic. Um, there's a lot of things I think that, that kind of scare me that I see the, the anti-intellectualism uh, thing that's kind of going on right now, the the anti science thing, this idolization of people that really, first of all, you should never really idolize one person, um, in my opinion. But the idolization of of certain people, to the extent that it goes, it, it's just it's, it's disheartening and frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I don't know what the political landscape will hold for them in the next eight to 12 years. Um, you know, you get a couple of the wrong people in position and some really bad things can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look at the voting laws that were passed, the, the anti-abortion laws that were attempted to be passed in some states. It, it just takes one or two fanatics to, to really screw things up um, for the masses. So, I think that's my biggest fear is is what the future holds for my kids on an mm. ecological level, on a political level, and on, on every level. I just want them to be happy and healthy and 
prosperous in, in some way, shape, or form. And yeah, I think it goes with that unknown that, that scares me. I get that. Um, to comment on yours, I, I suppose, is that, you know, I, I've, from when I was, I was born and growing up, um, to chaos, chaos, chaos. But now I can handle chaos today. Um, right. On a couple of other episodes, I, I mentioned I'm very centralist. I'm very in the middle. Um, As am I. And I, I'm, you know, being in debate, forensics, uh, NSCA president. You know, I, um, well, no, I, I guess that'll, I can tie that into a fear, um, is that, so specifically for um, children, they're going to outsmart me in every way, shape, and form. They're going to just be so equipped that, yeah, it's chaos, but growing up in chaos allows you to, you Thrive know, in it. yeah, uh, it, it make the best out of it. And like the amount of technology change that's going to happen between now and a year from now is so <laughs> much that, you know, it's going to be weird when things aren't moving. Uh, if right. we ever if we ever reach that point uh, for like our children um and i i guess the the fear um would be is probably just a sheer polarization of communities um yes that i personally largely entirely attribute to social media um not the fact that Facebook may censor some stuff, Instagram may sen- whatever. I don't care about that. Um, but more as it's built to make you happy. Right. So it, it's, it's nothing more than echo chambers. Yeah. And, and so it's, it creates a volatile response when somebody comes across something that's not, agreeing with him right and that's what um my generation uh older people are getting used to uh to a certain extent um and not i would say like 99 of the people i know are blind to the fact that it's happening that you know like they'll post on facebook hey you shouldn't do this and i'll comment You're talking to nobody. Your message is not going anywhere where somebody's going to disagree with you where it happens. Right. Right. To where they listen to you. Because every every person that sees uh, in just yesterday, um, I don't I hate Facebook. I deleted it. I only downloaded it to change um, a bio thing because it was funny. Um, I deleted. I looked. I scrolled for like two seconds and immediately I, I had to comment on something. It was that um, the top the top music sh- suggestions uh, or top music of the year or whatever it's called uh, that the some of the top were had so much vulgarity and so I looked up the top what what won the award Grammy or whatever it is I don't know whatever won the award right. and it had no vulgarity none 
uh, and it was it was about uh, many of the political movements and, and many like uh, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ plus, and, and you know really supporting groups. And so I commented, I was like, "Yeah, but the top one didn't didn't is not vulgar." And he's like, "Well, that's well, well that's not the point." I was like, "But what is the point of posting this?" Right. Because nobody here is gonna see this where they change their mind, and, and it was worded in a way to like a call to action, I guess, or, or whatever. Right. And it's like there's no point, and so that like to the extent like I hate Facebook. It's built to please people. It's great. It's amazing. It it connects communities worldwide, but that's the reason we're tearing down communities worldwide. Right. I think, go ahead. Um, with social media in general, I stick on Facebook because it is a way for me to, I guess I use it in a quote unquote pure sense. I, I use it to, to talk to friends that I don't get to see on a regular basis and yeah. talk yeah. with my family members that are on the other side. But I, I really don't use Twitter that often. I don't really use Instagram that often. And those to me are more avenues of echo chambers of doing things and to just strictly for the sake of getting attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more on Reddit because I find that the content there is a little more, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's less socially constructing if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's people just kind of saying, Hey, this is funny. Hey, this is this hey, it, it, it catered because it's, it's catered to the, to mm-hmm. the user, which, Kind of all these are, but but you, you, know, you, you but you choose the communities, right? Right. Whereas with Twitter, it, and it, it kind of goes with the the overarching theme that I see in society in general is, you know, we can't discuss things anymore. We can't have conversations. We can't debate things. Mm-hmm. You know, on a political level, there's it's such this adversarial nonsense that you know. The, the phrase, you know, oh, this person reached across the aisle. And first of all, that's not your job to reach across the aisle. Your job is to be elected and do the job that you were elected to do, which is benefit, do things that are going to benefit and make people's lives easier mm-hmm. and make the government run better and more efficient. You shouldn't be praised for working with the quote-unquote other side. I think for too long we've had to choose the lesser two evils when we shouldn't be having to choose evil at all. Mm-hmm. And you get in these situations where, you know, on the Democratic side, they're cannibalizing themselves almost as much as they're attacking the other side and vice versa. Mm-hmm. There, there's just so much animosity. There's there's so much adversarial nonsense. There's so much us versus them that even when you get into a room of people that you can agree with what they're trying to accomplish, if you don't agree with every little nuanced aspect of it, you're all automatically the enemy. Yeah, you're wrong. I'm right. Wrong. It's it's we can agree on 99 out of 100 things, but that one little thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, now you're fascist. You're racist. You're horrible human. It's like wait, 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 wait. We just agreed on like everything except yep. for this one little nut and bolt kind of thing, and now all of a sudden we can't even continue the conversation. I, and I think that. Go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say I think we've 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 weaponized words to a degree that it's starting to become a detriment in my opinion it's 
my my and we're teaching people how to weaponize words like right debate forensics like i'm lucky enough to know what i'm doing um i i don't know did i say it in a podcast i don't think i think it was a a side conversation with somebody and um and i'll i'll try to make this quick as i can so i was an sda president largely you choose the next one uh no good candidates i i did i would didn't want to choose any of them terrible um but the one that uh the uh leader wanted me to choose i went ahead and chose because you know lesser of evil uh really didn't have a choice um and they use debate they use words to tear other people down to be right and it, it gets to the extent of where like you couldn't have any argument at all that they were sitting in a room and the the argument was very simple uh and they were like well no this is why it should be this way abc and somebody was like well no and then their only reply was well i'm in debate so i'm right <laughs> and being i wanted to tear that i wanted to rip that person a new one so bad they were lucky i'm a pacifist like it like it's one of those things where i know how to do it i know how to tear people down i know how to just ruin conversations and ruin debate and win every argument but i know better than that but i was really about to step over to the evil side grab myself a cookie and just completely prove them wrong because i'm in debate <laughs> the the argument of i am x therefore i am better is just absurd and it you're right it, it's one and of those then, things that just throw me off on a ledge real quick and then that's what they fight against the the hypocrisy among everything anyway right. it's 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 an entire episode by itself i <laughs> definitely can dive into that deeply i mean it's there's so many little nuances i'm i'm a person who you know, I, I, I firmly believe there are very few th things that are truly black and white. Everything else is just mm -hmm. this infinite scale of gray. And it's just the absurdity sometimes. It just makes me want to mm -hmm. stab something in my ears and gouge my eyes out. I, I just wish there were more friendships, relationships, and talks like this. Where I, just from this conversation, I know we disagree on a lot. <clears throat> But that doesn't make you any less of a person. I still respect you. You're an amazing guy. You're uh, lovely to talk with. Uh, but I, I'm not going to let one stupid thing that we disagree on just ruin anything. Like, that makes no sense. The, the fact that we, if, if everybody could get on board with the notion of we can agree to disagree yeah, and still be civil a lot of the stuff that goes on would just cease to exist anymore. I, I think I can remove like 90% of the words and just say, just be civil. Yeah. Like, where, <laughs> where did that, where did the respect go? Like I, um, I think podcast episode, like two or one Theodore Roosevelt just needs to come in here after a dinner with him, you know, him and I talking Theodore Roosevelt, like bully just, Speak softly, but carry a big stick. 
um, you know, I don't care if you agree with his policies. The man, like himself, is just legendary. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's a yeah. We just, I just need him coming in and his like uh, Calvary, um, American Spanish War outfit and just whip people into shape. <laughs> yeah, there there's certain people that I would love to be able to travel back in time to just to kind of talk to them and engage with them like we are but just mm-hmm. just to see what they really were like yeah yeah but anyway we can't time travel <laughs> yet not yet uh <laughs> not as long as the tva exists um <laughs> <laughs> all right so do you have uh where where can people find you in your amazing amazing voice thank you um i have a podcast called adding context uh we're pretty much found anywhere you consume your podcasts um it's just a it, i wanted to start as something similar to what you're doing but it turns out to be a little more a little more on the educational side i, I kind of get people who are experts in things and just kind of from my own selfish edification of, of wanting to learn about things i get people come on and we just talk about their expertise and mm-hmm. i hope that people enjoy it and, and learn and learn something new and and keep coming back so um yeah adding context it's a very simple name, two words. It's all of our social media handles. Easy to find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Sounds like an amazing podcast. Uh, there is a link in the description. Listen to it with me. Uh, I'm not an expert, but like you know, feel free to have me. <laughs> I'll definitely have you on. You, you've already, you've, you've definitely submitted yourself. We'll have to to square that away and get you on soon. I submitted myself without even knowing it. Ha, a trick on you. <laughs> this podcast was an interview oh, about bitch. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Jonathan. That's Michael. This is Internet's Breath. Have a good day. Keep on thinking. <laughs>